conclusion inevitable. It was a jump to conclusions, Matt. My conclusion was that this idea was not a practical deterrent. My only conclusion can be that it was a Sith Lord. In conclusion... folks welcome back to in conclusion the only movie podcast that sits on a throne of lies i'm dan o'keefe and joining me as always is anna otto anna did you break anything today yes dan besides all the hearts i usually break i broke my toe it's my ring toe too i don't think i mentioned that before it's the toe next to my pinky and it hurts like a beach and walking around my boss said she so i had to go um to a different office to go do some teaching today and my boss said she saw me hobbling out the window to my car and she felt so sad for me oh i was like no please don't look nobody I do, looked i do have two questions for you oh. one is it always called the i've never heard it called the ring toe before well, i'll put it for you this way dan because i it's been brought to my attention that nobody else calls it that Mm-hmm. I refer to all my toes the same way I would my fingers. So my big toe correlates to my thumb. Okay. Pointer sure. toe, middle toe, ring toe, pinky toe. Try pointing at something with your quote-unquote pointer toe. Well, it just correlates to my pointer finger. Mm-hmm. Sure. Some people have long pointer toes. I don't, but... Second question I have for you. Mm-hmm. How did you break your toe, Anna? Oh, God, Dan. I'll give you the full story. Thank you. I was getting ready for work, as one does on a Tuesday morning. And I was like, I got to go brush my hair. And Gage was still home at this point. And so I was walking, I was talking to him. I was walking into the bathroom while, Uh like, hairbrush in hand. Hit my toe on the wall, tripped, and promptly fell into my bathtub. (laughs) You're kidding. I wish I was, Dan. You you should be kidding, and Thankfully, the fact that you're not is silly. I'm embarrassed, and I should be embarrassed. And for all my theater fans out there, I did not go to the doctor. I taped it up myself with spike tape. So, Because you're a working girl. I... I didn't want to spend $500 to have some freaking tape on my toe, Dan. No, that's fair. I, I, I totally understand. I, I'm a pansy, and I defer to authority, so I basically would always go to the doctor, but you're smarter than me, so... No, that's what multiple people who I've told this story to were, like, shocked that I went didn't go to the doctor. The people yeah. who weren't shocked were the people who've also broken their toes before. Mm, okay yeah i've never broken my toe i've broken my ankle and that felt like Mm -hmm. i kind of needed to go talk to somebody about that but yeah that's um, definitely more serious yeah yeah breaking your toe is like uh well your toe is gonna be bent a little weird but that's life (laughs) that's life so that's life i guess oh my lord Guess you're ugly um, forever. Where were we? Where were we? Um, the movie that we're talking about today, if you couldn't read the title of this episode, um, it's Elf. And Amen. Well, no, it's Elf, not Amen. You're almost there. I, you got I, one of the letters. <laughs> I like Elf. Um, 
Also, before we get going, I'm recording in a hotel, and if my audio sounds any weird, blame Apple and the headphones. I blame Apple for most things. I blame Apple for plenty of things, like Mm -hmm. my rent. Um, Anyway, Elf, released in 2003, directed by Jon Favreau, who you may know as that actor from Rudy. What? How dare you? (laughs) Speak of Father Favreau that way. Written by jo- by David Barenbaum. You know what I'm not else familiar he with her. What he's written five movies. Mm, Elf. No hint. Okay. The Haunted Mansion. With Eddie Murphy. Yes. I was so scared of that movie when I was little. Uh, Zoom Academy for Superheroes. With uh, okay. Tim Allen. Yeah. The Spiderwick Chronicles. Oh, I remember those. I never saw those, but I remember them. And Strange Magic. That sounds familiar. Strange Magic. No. I think that's what they got the name from. Uh, it's an mm. animated movie that came out in 2015 based on A Midsummer's Night's Dream. Okay. So Interesting. Um starring Will Ferrell, James Caan, Zoe Deschanel, Mary Steenburgen, Ed Asner, Bob Newhart, and others. Okay, side note before we even start. My whole family really likes Elf. Mm-hmm. Um, my fa- my mom is not a Will Ferrell fan, but she likes Elf. Okay. And my grandma does not even, well, before she passed away, did not even know who Will Ferrell was, but she loved Elf. Okay. And when Anchorman 2 came out, my grandma called me on the phone and she and there were like these ads with Ron Burgundy, right? Yeah. Do you remember those? Oh yeah, absolutely. And my yes, and my grandma called me and she goes, Anna, is that man in the ugly maroon jacket? Is that the same who is the elf? <laughs> and I was the like, same who is the elf? Yes. And I was like, yes, grandma, that is the same who is the elf. So that's that's a little fun grandma mem. Did she go that see I can it? Share with you. No, she did not see it. Mm. She just she did not think he was funny. She only thinks the elf is funny. Well, mm. did. Um, so. Released on November 7th, 2003, with a budget of $33 million, it made $225 million at the box office. Yeah. And it has an 85% approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes. That feels low. That feels low. A movie full of Yuletide cheer. Elf is a spirited, good-natured family comedy, and it benefits greatly from Will Ferrell's funny and charming performance as one of Santa's biggest helpers. Who are the Grinches who didn't like Elf? That doesn't... What? Come forward. Roger Ebert. You said it only is... Three out of four stars. Ah! Curmudgeon! What? That's a positive review. No. I need to be four out of four. Um... Well, too bad. He's dead, so he can't change it. Um, Get me a Ouija board, I guess. Do you know the first time that you saw this? No, because I've seen it so many times. However, I do remember being obsessed with the soundtrack. This soundtrack was the soundtrack to Christmas in my house. Mm -hmm. Because my Mm -hmm. parents, my mom has it on CD. And we have the CD player in our kitchen, and around Christmas time, it would either be that, or it would be now, that's what I call Christmas. But the Elf soundtrack was played more often, which is why I thought that Pennies from Heaven was a Christmas song. I love that song! It should be a Christmas song at this point. Right? 
because I honestly, as someone who does like like that kind of music, mm-hmm. I would say I heavily associate it with Elf even now. I yeah because. Well, when I went to Target, this is a core memory for me. You remember when they used to have those CD things where they had music that you could just walk up and like press a button and it would play music? Absolutely. I remember when Target had the Elf one, and I used to always press it because it would play Pennies from Heaven. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. I'm not cute anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're old and sad. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know the first time that I saw this, but I have seen this 800 times at this point. Mm-hmm. It came out while I was when I was five, so like, oh lord, yeah, I was eight. Like the the one kid in the the Santa when he's sitting on Santa's lap, I see myself in him. Mm-hmm. He's my age. We're the same age. Okay, okay. Those okay. the babies at the beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. they're in college. I hated that. Mm-hmm. Damn, that's a fact. I hated that. Thanks. Hate it. Um, yeah, let's just get into it. Let's 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 go. do it. A holiday classic. So it's Christmas Eve. A story is being told to us by an old elf, Papa Elf, played by Bob Newhart. Oh, really? Yeah, Papa Elf Who'd is known? Bob Newhart, ninety-three years young currently. Oh, I thought you meant in the movie. I was like, no way no. he was 93. <laughs> okay, King. Um, and we're told that on Christmas Eve, a baby orphan is lured into Santa's sack by a teddy bear. LOL. And is taken back to the North Pole from the orphanage. Classic, classic. I mean, that happened to all of us at least once, right? Uh, I was afraid of strangers, but... That's just me. I crawled into so many stranger sacks because of a teddy bear. It is Dan, not even funny. I um did hug a few strangers in my day thinking that they were my dad. Okay. I think that's fine. You just ran up it to was... a bald man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was pretty, like, I mean, thankfully, 99% of the time, the guys were like, oh, that's okay. I have a kid too, la la la. And it wasn't like a creep. Yeah. But that's a core memory for me. I Very scary. I was always very friendly with um, strangers if I saw them with food because I would walk up to them and just go, I really like goldfish or like whatever they were eating. I really like Rice Krispies in hopes that they would give me some. You are a peculiar being, Dan. I am who I am. I am like a cat constantly searching for food. Or my dog. Yes. When we're in the kitchen and she hears one one plastic bag crinkle open. So at the North Pole in the workshop, his name is the the child is named Buddy, because that's his diaper brand. Um and Cute. he grows up into a human, not an elf, so he's twice the size and older than everybody else who he was growing up with. Um and he's kind of a ne'er do elf purpose i'm not giving you any credit give me that. credit that was clever <laughs> so clever thank you that? thank welcome. you you're welcome uh yeah it's it's not his fault it's not his fault he's just not it's not in his dna you know no um like they're supposed to make a thousand etch-a-sketches in a day and he made 85 god 
I, I don't think I would ever be able to do that. Are you kidding me? This, Somebody would, oh God, I would, I would suffer. So his failure at etching sketching does call into question some of the things that he can do later in the movie. Yeah, true. But I think it's not the fact that he can't make an etch, or excuse me, that he can't draw an etch a sketch. It's that he can't make them. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I meant the, like, why does he have the super snowball powers and like decorating oh. prowess if he couldn't well, keep he, up with everybody maybe else? He learned. Maybe. He couldn't keep up, but he still has a few skills. You know, he probably picked some stuff up along the way that just didn't translate in the workplace. I get that. <laughs> Um, it seems like there's more to unpack there. No, nothing to unpack today. Oh, that's good. Not this time. That's a first. Um, mm-hmm. so he overhears elves talking and saying that he's a human, which he is shocked by. Um, <laughs> the somehow. scene with the little shower cracks me up every <laughs> single time. I always die over that. Let it be known. And basically he goes to Papa Elf and Papa Elf tells him, that, yes, he's human. His dad is Walter Hobbs and Susan Wells. But Susan Wells is dead. Um, and she was put up to adopt. She put him up for adoption before she died. Walter's the only one left. He's a book publisher in the Empire State Building and is unaware of Buddy's existence. Ugh. You, said that you, you sound wistful. Tragic beginnings, uh, you know? Just so sad. I get it. I mean... <laughs> No. Like, there are worse things that could have happened. I mean, it's a little sad. You find out your birth mom is dead. I don't know how I would feel. I mean, I am not an orphan, but I don't know how I would yeah. feel about that if I had no idea that I was adopted. I don't know either. Mm. Well. Insightful opinions know. from us. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's it. Um. So... Santa, played by the recently departed Ed Asner, um, mm. tells Buddy that Walter is on the naughty list, which is the worst news of all. I mean, can you imagine? It's because he's selfish. Yeah. But if he gives him some Christmas spirit, Buddy can help redeem him. Here we go. And that's We're diving the plot. In. So... Buddy does what everyone does. He says goodbye to his claymation friends and travels down through the candy cane forest to New York City. Bye, buddy. I hope you find your dad. Thanks, Mr. Narwhal. Classic. Oh! One of my coworkers changed his signature for Christmas, and it's now a picture of him dressed as Buddy the Elf. I just wanted to share that because it's literally so cute. That's very fun. In his emails, that's really fun. Yeah. In all his professional emails, it's a picture of him dressed as Elf. I love or it. Or dressed as Buddy. Yeah, I love it too. Um, so Buddy does a tour of New York City. He tries the world's best cup of coffee. He, you did it. He takes flyers, a lot of flyers, from two guys over and over again. He um, chews gum, pre-chewed gum. Big fan. Somebody I know said recently that that scene gives them anxiety. I was like, oh, I get that, though. I mean, in today's post-COVID world, I get it. Yeah, now. But back then, just some fun. Some fun. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And eventually he goes to the Empire State Building, 
goes up to see his dad, but his dad thinks that he's a Christmas gram. Ugh, heartbreaking. I'm here, and I'm singing. I'm so sorry, Dan. I'm about to be so annoying. Do it. Do the whole I'm... thing. That, that's all I remember. <laughs> I'm here, and I'm singing. To my dad. <laughs> uh, so after he gets thrown out of the building, he goes to Gimbal's, a very CGI'd Gimbal's. Mm-hmm. Um, and... He is mistaken for a employee elf. Um, I mean, he doesn't have to worry about... Well, how did he get on payroll? I don't think he is on payroll. I think he just keeps you showing up. He doesn't know anything about that. I guess you're right. That's just something I've always wondered, which literally so goofy of me, I guess, to wonder about that. But yeah. I was like, is he on payroll? I assume he has a social security number. Hmm. He probably just didn't know it exists. Santa probably was like, oh, by the way, your social security number is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Like Social Security? What about elf security? Is <laughs> probably <laughs> a line. Um The elves start asking questions. Also at Gimbals, he runs into an unenthusiastic employee named for some reason Jovi. What is that short for? Um, I don't know, because the only other time I've ever heard that name was on 90 Day Fiance, and it was a man. So mm. I cannot give you an answer. I think maybe they were like, what's a quirky, like, what name is really serving Manic Pixie? You know what I mean? But she's not Her a Manic is... Pixie dream girl in this. I know, but it's, it's like Zoe the Deschanel. one Zoe Deschanel movie that she isn't. True. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know why they named her Jovi. I really don't. I think it's short for jovial, which is a description of Santa. I think it's short for Javius. I think it's short for Jovibin. Yup. And he instantly basically falls in love with her. He thinks she's the bee's knees. I also pajamas. instantly fell with Zoe De Ch- fell in love with Zoe Deschanel the first time I saw her, so I get it. It took me two times. Hmm. I don't like her as a blonde. I'm gonna say it. I do. Ew. Okay. Well. well. Hmm. Weird. Hmm. Okay. I get it. You don't have taste. Unlike me, I'm wow. full of taste. You're full of something. That's right. Taste. Um. So. The store manager says that Santa is coming the next day, and Buddy, extraordinarily excited, redecorates the entire store. Santa! That's why, in case you didn't know everyone, that's why everybody always says, I know him, and stuff like that. Does it get on your nerves when people do that? Because it kind of gets on mine when people are like, Santa, I know him. I'm like, yeah, we've all seen Elf. Yeah, come up with an original thing. Maybe I'm just a curmudgeon. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> Mere minutes ago, you said, ugh, 85% too low. And now... It is too low. I don't have tolerance for other people, not for the script itself. Mm. Have you ever read Jean-Paul Sartre's No Exit? Hell is other people, right? Yeah. Yeah. Welcome back to our elf and <laughs> theatrical canon classic script podcast hope you brought your highlighters for taking notes 
Next up, absurdism. Anna's mm. least favorite thing. Literally. Um, so, the next day, Santa Claus is there. Um, and it's not the real Santa. It's a man in a mask, in a wig, a, a fake beard. He smells Which like Which my ham. mom says all the time, for the record. It smells like ham and cheese. Ew. So do I. Um, <laughs> Ew, Dan, go shower. Okay. Buddy and him get into a fight, and Buddy gets thrown out of the store and taken to the police station. Where he calls his dad, and his dad bails him out. Which, like, if it was you, would you have bailed him out? Be honest. Probably. Weird. Okay. If well, somebody you called, are a man, if, that's for sure. Well, I was going to say, if somebody called me to the police station to bail them out, I would probably do it. If I knew that. I think I would do exactly what he does. And if this person was suddenly being like, dad, 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 I would be like, okay, let's go get your DNA test because I can't do this. Yeah. So they do go get a DNA test, and it's the quickest DNA test in the world because those take more than five minutes. Yeah, from Dr. Favreau. Yeah, maybe when Dr. Chef John Favreau is doing it, they go real quick. Um, mm, but it Dr. Con- Happy. It confirms that it's his son. They're related. Daddy, son, or dance. Yep. Um, yep. That's that. I've been to many of those. And. <laughs> Ew. He he convinces Walter to take Buddy home to meet the family. Emily, Mary Steenbergen, and his half-brother Michael, who reacts... This is maybe the most realistic depiction of a 12-year-old on screen. He's such a brat at the beginning, yeah. but, like, honestly, fair. If some weird-ass guy came to your house and started saying that he was your brother, how would you I'd react like, when you were 12? Oh, even now, I'd be like, hard pass. <laughs> like, I have no siblings. I'm an only child. Which is true. Um, so they have dinner, and that's where Buddy puts maple syrup on the spaghetti. Classic. What How many people this year have you seen posting that they fed their children that? I don't go on Instagram, so zero. But it, I meant Facebook. Sorry. Oh, I, I, un- I unfriended everybody annoying on facebook so still zero false because you and i are still yeah i was gonna say not everyone almost everyone by force i'm still your friend (laughs) i'm gonna poke you um i i haven't seen anybody posting that on twitter but i also don't follow any like mommy blogs okay well i don't follow mommy blogs either but i am friends with quite a few moms Mm. um and so i've seen quite a few oh we had Buddy the Elf's spaghetti for dinner, and I'm like, couldn't be me. It looks foul. Most dads don't let me around moms because that's too dangerous for them. Because I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm gonna steal them. Yes. Yup. Absolutely. There's a song. Why you had to be outsourced? There's a song about me. Are you Young Gravy? Uh, no. I'm I'm Mister Steal Your Girl. A heavy sigh falls over America. I really thought we were past Mr. Steal Your Girl. You know what I mean? Young Gravy is just the next evolution of that. Do you think Young Gravy's hot? Be honest. No. I think he's charismatic. I don't think he's hot. I think he's hot. I fell prey. Mm. 
What if he was blonde? He he's kind of blonde. He's got like the same color hair as me when I have my natural hair. Yeah, maybe you just see yourself in him. I like that. He is from no. He went to school in Wisconsin. He's from Minneapolis. Why do you know this? I went on a, gr- a young gravy deep dive. You, one went, day. you went on a gravy train. I went on a gravy train one day. <laughs> okay. Um, so Emily convinces Walter to let Buddy stay with them. They'll take care of him until he recovers from whatever his delusion is. His delusion is being a weirdo. Have they considered therapy? Uh, this is I also mean, I guess... day one. Yeah, and I mean, I guess it wouldn't be a cute, heartwarming movie if they considered therapy, right? It would be like... Sad. Kramer versus Elf. Stop. Not Kramer <laughs> versus Elf. Um, and so one day, um, Michael is walking home from school and Buddy sees him and they start walking home together and Michael's not enjoying it. But then, for some reason, they get ambushed by a gang of bullies in Central Park who are pelting them with snowballs. Classic. Watch out. Seen... These guys are bad news. Have you ever seen the video before this scene where it's Michael walking and Buddy's trying to catch up to him? And there's, like, a guy who walks out of his apartment and then realizes that they're filming a movie and immediately turns back around and goes inside. <laughs> I haven't. Oh, my God. Next time I see it, I'll definitely send it to you. It's very funny. Yeah. I gotta be honest. I watched this was one of the in-flight movies on American Airlines, <gasps> I so I that. watched it on the plane. Nice, nice. But my flight landed too quickly, so I had six minutes left that I needed to watch. Oh my god! <laughs> um, so Buddy earns Michael's respect after he destroys the children in a snowball fight with his Gatling gun, rookie of the year-like arm. Yeah, my God, I if he, like, just, I wonder if his arms were just ripped. I guess. Maybe he has only rotator cuffs. Oh, he's built different. Yeah, he's got those, like, I'm, I'm trying to describe how the, I'm trying to think how to describe what they are, but, like, the you have, like, the ball, and you stick it in the hole, and it has, like, a free range of motion sort of thing. That's his arms. There's no, no tendons. Oh. No, nothing like that. Yeah, like your hip, except there are tendons. But like that Yeah. ball and Chain. socket? Yes, so no. ball and socket. <laughs> That's the word. Wow, I love science. We're both scientists. Mm-hmm. I'm a doctor. Um, yep. Michael also gets introduced by Buddy to Jovi and sees how smitten they are. Also earlier, I mean... Buddy was listening to her sing in the bathroom, in the shower. Yeah, <laughs> Skipped over that. that. Skipped yeah. over that part. Oh, okay. That part, while majorly cringe, made me want to sing Baby is Cold Outside like all the time. Majorly cringe, but also still kind of cute because of how it's just yeah. how, how innocent Buddy is. Exactly. If he was a normal person, I'd be like, this is giving me the ick. Yeah. But because he's innocent and doesn't realize that what he's doing is majorly creepy, it's it's nice. Yeah. But like if I was doing it. I would say, Dan, maybe don't surprise women in the shower without their consent. But that's when the husbands aren't around. Dan, no. (laughs) Women don't like that, Dan. Um, And they go on a date, and on that date, Buddy shows her the sights of all the random Christmas stuff in New York. And it's cute, and they kiss on the Rockefeller skating rink. I feel like in real life, like, do you think people went on dates like that 
as a result of this, they were like, let's go on a tour of all the random Christmas stuff you can do in New York. Maybe. I think like, like, a lot of the stuff that they did is in walking distance of each other. Yeah. Like, that number went up. Probably. Mm. It sounds nice. It does. I like it. I'm happy for them. Me too. Um, so, Walter's Publishing Company, they published a book. It flopped. There were two missing pages in it. <laughs> what is the character? It's called, it's like something about a little dog, and they're like, my daughter wants to know what happened to the dog. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They didn't mention this earlier when it was first introduced, but it's missing the last two pages of the story, not middle yeah. two. No. It's kind of important. I love it. I um, love the whole story. So he has to have a new book ready by Christmas Eve. So he's working, and he works, and he, after meeting with his two in-house writers, uh, who are played by Andy Richter and Kyle Gass... I only recognized Andy Richter. I don't know who the other person Kyle is. Kyle Gass is the other half of Tenacious D. Oh. Um, there it is. Yeah, they okay. s- they schedule a meeting with the best-selling children's author, Miles Finch. This was my first experience with Peter Dinklage. I think it's most people's. Yeah. Because before... Like, he was a, a working actor and everything before Game of Thrones, but... Mm-hmm. Well, um, obviously, yeah, but... Like, I'm looking at his filmography. Um, the Station Agent, which was an independent movie. Uh, he was uh, in yeah. Lassie in 2005. Oh, woof. Uh, the, Literally. The 2007 Underdog movie. Uh, the one with the Kyle Massey song, Under, yeah. Underdog. That song was rent-free in my mind. Chronicles of Narnia, Prince Caspian. Oh, I didn't see that one. I was not interested. And both the British and American versions of Death at a Funeral. Mm, never saw her. But like, Elf was but definitely the biggest But those are movies I've all thing. heard of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, we're introduced to him. He is a little person. Mm-hmm. He's um, Peter Dinklage. And he's also an ass. <laughs> funny he's a he is he's a funny ass like me um (laughs) and he's meaner and buddy innocently comes in and thinks oh another elf um cringe cringe and he calls him an angry elf and then finch attacks him kicks him he does like a diving drop kick on him to start the fight um, and angry leaves the meeting and Walter's like, you bitch, how dare you? Ah, I hate you, buddy. <laughs> Those are the exact words. Yep. That's, that's line for line verbatim, honestly. Yeah. Everybody remembers that seminal line in, in Elf. Ah, you bitch. Yep. I just In a you. children's movie. Hey, you get one F bomb before you're rated R. You're right. Fuck I'm pretty you, sure this you is PG, elf. isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, so after he gets disowned, Buddy writes an Etch-A-Sketch apology and just starts wandering through New York City. An That's elf sad. without a shelf. Oh. Sad. 
sad. I'm crying. The whole squad is crying. What's a, what are you to do? What are you to do? You get disowned. Where are you going to go? Back to the North Pole. Um, so, the publishing company gang find Finch's notebook and they start to scramble to create a book to pitch. Um, Isn't it like about carrots or something like that? Peaches? I can't remember. It's about some fruit or vegetable. Well, so like the first idea, in the, the originally when they were pitching it, they pitched it to uh, Peter Dinklage and they're like, it's a tomato. And they're like, no tomatoes. They're is. too soft. And then the first idea yes. in the book is a peach. What's softer than a peach? Yes. Okay. It's coming back now. It's coming back. Um, as he starts to, as he's about to pitch the book, um, Michael shows up in the office and tells, first off, how did Michael get to the office? I think he probably has a bus pass or he stole his mom's bus pass or something. It is, bus it pass. is Manhattan. New York trains. Yeah. Do they have trains in New York? I'm forgetting. They have the subway. Yes. It's the subway. <laughs> I was thinking of Chicago. That's why I said buses at first. Chicago also remember. has trains. That's what I meant. What if I take it? I've been to Chicago in New York. Oh my god. <laughs> it's been a long day, Dan. Um, and this is where Walter has a change of character moment, realizes his mistake, basically tells his boss to up yours. Um, yeah, I mean, I can't imagine being a, a highfalutin publisher. That's probably a lot of stress. I'm sure, yeah. Yeah. It is. I am. It is. Yeah? You're highfalutin publisher? Yeah. For I'm, children's books yeah. about not tomatoes, they're too soft? Yeah, you almost said the exact name of the first book that I published. Not Tomatoes, They're Too Soft? Well, it was called Tomatoes Are Too Soft, Don't Be a Pussy. Oh! A book for kids. A children's book with pictures? Absolutely. I love that. Um, so, as Buddy is walking through Central Park, he sees Santa's sleigh crash. Oh, Because not enough, not enough people to quote Josh Groban, Believe! Are you talking about that? Nope, nope. I'm thinking of Prince of Egypt. Never mind. No, I'm thinking of the Josh Groban song, Believe. I was thinking of, there can be miracles when you believe. Which is, I believe, from Prince of Egypt. We're all allowed to have thoughts. You don't like Prince of Egypt? I've never seen it. What the F? Why is that surprising? Because it's a great movie, Dan. I had never heard of it until like four years ago. Oh my god, I'm literally sick to my stomach right now. Uh, you, I'm sorry that my lack of seeing one movie makes you ill. As soon as this movie's done, I'm not I'm watching going to it. Throw up. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I might if we talk about it. I'll watch it, but like, I'm never just gonna watch it on my own. You should. It's so good. It's too recent. When I was Dan, so, it's from like 2001. Yeah, when I was flying back from L.A. to Chicago, um, mm -hmm. I was watching a movie from 1946. A very timely film. Why are you like this? I'm I'm the worst. It's three. It was also three hours long. Oh my god, Dan! It's the twice way I would have fallen asleep so fast. I did only watch half of it because I was falling asleep. There it is. Um, but the first half is really good. A man so has hooks for hands. That's not a joke. Like, the actor actually lost his hands in World War II. Oh. 
Now I feel bad. I thought you were saying that because the, like that was the plot. No, well, it's part of the plot. It's kind of a big mm. plot because it's about, it's called The Best Years of Our Lives. Just look it up. Okay, I'll give it a goog. Um, so anyway, back to Elf. In Central Park, a crowd gathers around um, and explains that the sleigh's engine is lost and can't fly because there's a shortage of Christmas spirit. Boo! Not here, How though. Lame. Not Not with us. Not for me. I'm I Holly and Jolly. I got my Christmas tree up. I got my stockings up. Absolutely. I'm ready for Christmas. I'm wearing a Christmas shirt right now. I'm not. No, you're not. You're wearing a Marquette shirt. I'm wearing a sweatshirt over it. Oh, you wear shirts under your sweatshirts? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Couldn't be me. Oh, what if you have to? What if we get too warm? You, you wouldn't. That's the thing. Yeah. You're always cold. Exactly. Um. So Buddy finds the engine, reunites with his family, and they all get accepted. Also, at this point, there's this like recurring joke about how everybody's super attracted to the news reporter in Central Park. And I don't get it. Is this, isn't this the news reporter who's like, prove your Santa, and it's she wants her boyfriend to like stop dragging his feet or whatever? And actually propose to her, yeah. Yeah. Why is everybody, but like every interview, they're like, and you're really attractive, by the way. Anyway, I don't get it. Because 2003 was a different Seems time. Like it, it's just a joke that doesn't land. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Michael proves that Santa is Santa by reading the list. He didn't check it twice, but he's reading the list. Um, she wants her boyfriend to propose. Stop dragging his feet. Right. And mm -hmm. there are four Central Park Rangers who are angry at Santa for placing them on the naughty list. <laughs> if you belong on the naughty list, it's where you go. Sorry. Them, them's the rules. Mm -hmm. He put them on the naughty list due to their controversial handling of the Simon and Garfunkel concert in 1983. According to the movie. Okay. <laughs> um... They get chased around as Buddy reattaches the engine, but then Jovi, who earlier in the movie said she hates singing and now is singing out in public, leads the crowd in Santa Claus is Coming to Town, which raises the Christmas spirit enough to power the engines fully. It was giving, I hate singing, and then one person says, you should sing, and they go, okay, yeah, okay. you're right. <laughs> Twist my arm. Don't make me sing. Santa Claus is coming. Is that or it? like, should I sing? Should I sing right now? Wouldn't it be kind of funny if I sang? Oh what, God, guys. what is this? I hop after closing night of the show? Oh, everybody still has their cat's makeup on. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. Have you ever seen that one SNL skit where they're, I think it's Crucible Cast Party? Yes, I where have. They're like, yes, where they're like still wearing age makeup. <laughs> At the mm -hmm. Crucible Cast Party. Um, we sent out Christmas cards this year, and I know I got one. Thank you, I love it. Good, I'm glad. People, it's my fridge. so it, it says it's a picture of me and Anna, not you, Anna. Yes, my fiance Anna. For those listening at home, um, the fact that Gage is not named Dan is honestly disappointing because it doesn't add more I confusion. Can, I can tell him to change his name. Do Maybe it. I'll do it. Um, I'll suggest it. Give him an ultimatum. Change his name or come on the podcast. He's more likely to change his name then. You're right. Um, but anyway, we sent out the Christmas card. It has a picture of us. It says, 
Happy Holidays or Merry Christmas or whatever, uh, from Dan, Anna, and Poppy, our cat. And then underneath it, it says, we see you when you're sleeping. Yes, I laugh. As a, as a fun little joke. It seems like there's a there's an age cutoff for the people who laugh, the people who are like, okay. What do you mean? Who said I, that they didn't think it was funny? My mom. She was like, yeah, parents that was weird. Parents never think that stuff's funny. Parents are parents. My mom would do the same thing. Mm-hmm. I thought it was funny, well, but I you. think that's also because you guys are goofy and like I know that. Yes, very big old Max goof. You are giving Max goof energy. You know, I've never seen a goofy movie. You're kidding. I've seen an extremely goofy movie. That's equally as good. Um, You need to watch a goofy movie. I do. But before we do that, the end of Elf. Let's finish it. Bring it home strong, Dan. Next Christmas, Buddy writes a book about his life. It's a bestseller. Walter's got his own publishing company. Buddy marries Jovi. And they bring their newborn daughter, Susie, to visit Papa Elf. They moved really fast. They did. That was a whole year in like six seconds. God. A lot, a whole year to get married and have a kid? They either eloped or... Well, we don't can know. You say jo- outside of wedlock? <gasps> I can. Bastard Scandal. from a basket. Scandal. We don't know a lot about Jovi. Not a lot is, is explained about her character. Yeah, she's kind of just there to be a romantic interest. And you know what? For 2003, that reads. Yeah, it does. It's also from a script that was written in 1993. What? How did I not know that? It was 10 years from when they first wrote the script to when it was produced. I just found that out while... Then it really makes sense. Anyway, that's Elf. Tell me your thoughts. I love it. It's classic. I know it's like not one of the oldest movies out there, but it's definitely a classic classic to me. Yeah, I think I think I honestly I, within 10 years it was pretty obvious that it had reached the same status as like a Christmas story had. Oh yeah. Um so it's it's pretty safe to call it a classic. Yeah. I think so. I mean, like, think about it. Even now you go to, like, Target or wherever and you're going to be able to buy elf stuff even though the movie's however years old. However many years old. Yeah. Like, it's just... It's got that staying power. Yes. That's it. It absolutely does. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's it's fun. It's cute. Uh, I think maybe the script could have used a tune-up at some point. Yeah, I agree with you. But I mean, just like all classics, there are parts that go, ooh. ooh. <laughs> um, but like, like overall, it's fun. I, I think it's, it is like a, a Christmas cookie. You enjoy it in the moment, but you're not really like yearning for them 11 months out of the year. No, it might be your favorite movie at Christmas time, but it's not going to transfer over. Movie. Like, yeah. I think it's a wonderful, like a movie like It's a Wonderful Life. I would not be aghast if somebody said it's their favorite movie because there are things outside of it simply being like, this is explicitly only a Christmas movie. Yeah, I agree. Because It's a Wonderful Life is a Christmas movie, but it doesn't necessarily have to be a Christmas. Like, it, it's, it's also one of those like movies a, a, that takes place at Christmas. It takes place at Christmas, and like 60% of it is just going over this one guy's life. Yeah. Just a yeah. big plot point is that it's around Christmas. Like, I, I would understand that. 
Um, but if somebody said, Elf is my favorite movie, I'll watch it in June, uh, I would slowly walk away from them. I would say, are you good? Right? Are you obsessed with Christmas so much that you can't enjoy other holidays? Like, I love Christmas, but mm-hmm. that's that seems like a lot. You gotta leave some room at the table for other holidays. That's all I have to say, you know? Yeah. I think there needs to be a better holiday to celebrate outside of the Burr months. We have Easter. Yeah, Easter's... I, part of my issue is the, the media surrounding holidays outside of Thanksgiving, Halloween, and Christmas. Not up to par, not up to snuff. No, you're right. You're right. It's it's lacking for sure. It's lacking. Like what what Memorial Day movies are there? Huh? Songs? Ballad of the Green Berets? Come on. I'm not saying that. Do we just sing like like fight songs of all the different branches? Cuz the only one I know is the the Air Force one. Oh, I only know the Marines one cuz they would sing it on Gomer Pyle. Goodbye. <laughs> I don't know why I know the Air Force one. It's the off we go. Here's the wild blue yonder. That one. Uh, I think the Navy one is in the Navy. You can sail the seven seas. (laughs) I wish. Can you imagine? Uh, That would be fun. Um, It would be fun. So I just want to go over the soundtrack for this because it's so good. Mm Mm-hmm. it is. It, it is, really is. It's the second best-selling Christmas soundtrack of all time. What's the first? White Somehow Christmas? the Polar Express. <gasps> Dan, I literally told Gage the other day that I was walking downstairs at my office mm-hmm. to go like prep before a meeting, and I heard one of our supervisors was blaring hot chocolate from that soundtrack. No. And it activated my fight or flight. That's absurd. <laughs> When I was little, I used to choreograph dances to the Polar Express soundtrack. So, like, I I can't point fingers because I owned it. That is, I at some point something switched where people went from mocking the Polar Express to calling it a classic. I will never call it a classic. I was definitely creeped out by some parts of it when I was little. Yeah. Um, but hearing. Hot chocolate blaring through the basement of my workspace was <laughs> unnerving. Um, do you know what song is from the soundtrack of the Polar Express originally? It's Believe by I Josh was Groban. Say, is it Believe by Josh Groban? It is. And the Kate Smith version of Silver Bells. Mm. Everyone's favorite and- one. Hot chocolate. Okay. Sung by Tom Hanks. <laughs> I have I have trivia for you. I'm ready for your trivia. Um in the animated sequel to this that is a musical that airs on NBC, uh Jim Parsons plays the plays Buddy the Elf. I stop, you lost me at animated sequel. I didn't even know that existed. Yeah, or spin off uh, Elf Buddy's musical Christmas. Oh, is it the same as the musical? It's a special based off of the musical. That's too much. Um, So. Okay, interesting. um, James Caan at the end, he's playing piano. He's actually playing piano. Oh, okay. 
Um, Didn't James Caan pass away this year? He did pass away this year. Oh, very sad. Um, Will Ferrell and John Favreau disagreed on what they wanted the tone of the movie to be. Um, Will Ferrell wanted it to be a more cynical PG-13 comedy, while John Favreau wanted it to be more lighthearted and family-friendly. I'm, I'm glad that the family-friendly won out, because in the end, I think that if it had been a more cynical PG-13 movie, it wouldn't be the classic that it is. Yes. It wouldn't have been such a commercial success. Yes, but also, that's probably, because of their disagreements while they were making it, that's probably why there's never been a sequel. We don't need a sequel sometimes, no. you know what I mean? It, it's sometimes A sequel would diminish this. Yeah. Um, so, John Favreau was dead set on using as many in-camera effects as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so, he thought that too much CGI would clash with the, um, like, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer-inspired... North Pole look that he was going for. Okay. I like that they used the stop motion. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think that played out nicely because that is what so many people associate with, like, Christmas, quote yes. unquote. You know what I mean? So they used forced perspective uh, for the shots of Buddy being normal sized in the elf sized world. And they were so mm-hmm. long to set up that they had to have a second unit team come in and set up the shots at night for the next day. So they could stay Classic. on schedule. I love that. And the North Pole set was so deep and wide, it was built inside a hockey rink. Oh. Because no soundstage was big enough for it. Interesting. Interesting. Will Ferrell ate the spaghetti and candy food. The way I would literally <laughs> throw up on set. Um, the scenes of Buddy first showing up in New York City and doing funny things. Totally improvised. I think I knew that. Mm-hmm. The coffee thing was improvised. Improvised and the flyers going yeah, back and I forth. I think I knew that for some reason. Uh, it was just him, John Favreau, and the cameraman. I love that. Um, James Conn and Ed Asner are both Jewish, or were both Jewish, playing Papa Elf and Santa Claus. Or you Santa know, Claus and did Walter. That check. Get that check. Right? Good for them. The mm-hmm. infant buddy was supposed to be played by twin boys, mm-hmm. but was replaced by brunette triplet girls because the twins were crying nonstop. As it should be. Let the women do the work. One of my podcasts that I like <laughs> says. Um, this was Will Ferrell's first movie post SNL. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. He had been in movies when he was on SNL, but this was his first like starring role. After he had left Saturday Night Live. Wow, I guess I never put two and two together on that timeline. Um, so, here are some things that could have been. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Farley was originally, when they were first writing it, we wanted Chris Farley for Buddy, which I could see. I could see that too. That's uh, sad. And Jim Carrey was also considered for it. Okay. Uh, Gary Shandling was the first choice to play Walter, but he turned it down. I don't know who that is. I'm sorry. You would recognize him if you looked him up. Okay. Um, the Gimbals was originally Macy's in the script. Mm -hmm. Um, and they agreed to it, but they said that the Santa couldn't be revealed as fake. 
Oh, because they do the parade and have Saints. The parade and like Miracle on 34th Street, that whole thing. Um, But Mm -hmm. John Favreau didn't want to change the script at all, so he changed it to Gimbal's, and Gimbal's went out of business in 1987. Sometimes that's the way it's got to be. Right? Mm -hmm. Um, The original story was closer to Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, where everyone at the North Pole... um, treated buddy like they treated rudolph oh no but the way i would have cried that would have made buddy trusting everyone a hard sell so it was changed Mm -hmm. where they were all very very respectful and trusting of him i like that i like that they were nice to him too because then the whole thing where he finds out that he's not really an elf because people were gossiping is even more heartbreaking yeah you know, because it's the whole idea of you think these people like you and they're talking about you behind your back, which yeah. is even more sad. Yeah, exactly. And Wanda Sykes was supposed to be the Gimbal's manager, which is that why it's... the name tag that the Gimbal's manager has on says Wanda. That reads. I could. I can hear her doing that role. Yeah. You know. And that's the trivia I have for you. So would this that's movie so be better, worse, or the same with Jonathan Taylor Thomas as who? Who? Hmm. Hear I don't me know. out. Still an adult, but playing Michael. Okay, sure. Your silence is deafening. I think it would be better. Because <laughs> it's an adult. I think it would be worse. You need the, the, the child innocence and like trusting i suppose i suppose um but with jimmy stewart as papa elf Ooh. honestly worse i think bob newhart's really good i think he's like a perfect kind of actor to be playing that role he feels very safe and trusting and he does seem like the kind of guy who would take in like a human a different child like you know what i mean he seems like the kind that would raise that child and yes take good care the child may not be the roof but he will raise him thank you will smith um so on a scale of one to five world's greatest cup of coffees what do you give it five that's not surprising at all can't i just enjoy myself (laughs) yeah sure thank you dan i'm happy you enjoy it as much as you do i do very much how about uh, you? If you say some foolishness... No, I'm giving it a four. Oh, thank God. I, I when you were going to say two and a half or that's something. That's why earlier when you said that like 85% is too low, that's basically what I would give it. Like a three out of four or a four like out of five. B. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. I'll just go cry <laughs> in my bed. I'm sorry. Wondering. I'm sorry that my opinion of this 19-year-old Christmas movie is not high enough for you that you need to cry yourself to sleep. I need to cry about a lot of things today, yeah. specifically my toe. Yeah, maybe the, the Christmas movie thing might be like second on the list below the toe. No, it's pretty high up for me, actually. So. Mm. Well, that's good to know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have nothing else. That's all, that's all I have for Elf. Do you have anything? No, I already shared my fun story about my grandma. My mom really likes Elf, too. We just, we like Elf in mm-hmm. my family. I did date a guy once who used to, at Christmas time, quote a different line from Elf every single day until Christmas, starting December 1st. Wow. Don't be like that. Just don't be like that. That's so cringe. That Honestly, that's kind of impressive, though. It was, but it was also very cringe. 
And if he's listening, I hope he hears me. It was cringe. I'm sure he listens. You never know. I never know. Um, so that is it for this week's episode of In Conclusion. Thank you all for listening. If you like it, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash inconclusion. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at and in conclusion, on Instagram at inconclusionpodcast, and you can find me on Twitter at danokeefe86 and on TikTok at notdanokeefe. Anna, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at autumnusprime818, or you can find me on Twitter at Autobots Roll Out, capital O for auto, capital B for bots, capital R for roll in the O in roll in the O in out our zeros. Or you can follow my very sweet baby puppy dog on Instagram at jesterthepup1017. No capitals, no spaces. Just this puppy What dog. a shift. What a shift from how you described her last week. She's being really good right now. She's just sitting on her bed chewing on a bone. Last week she was making me mad. <laughs> Um, so there will be no new episode next week. It'll be, we're taking it off for Christmas slash New Year's. So Merry Christmas, everyone. Happy New Year. Thank you all for listening over the past nearly three years. Um, oh, Dan, we're Yeah, old. I know. We're aging rapidly. and There's no slowing down. No, thank you. Um, but seriously, thank you to everybody for listening. Um, it's fun to do these and we like keep like doing them and we want to keep doing them. So yeah. thanks for your support. And we will, we will see you when we're back talking exclusively about movies that Anna hates in 2023. I can't wait, Dan. Just taxi driver every no. week. <laughs> you saw meet the foggers and meet the parents. You understand why I didn't like taxi driver now. <laughs> That's the Robert De Niro I know. Um, I did find out that there was a podcast called The Irish Min, where Mm -hmm. once a day they review one minute of The Irishman. I love that. That's going to take them a long time. We're going to shift to that, the taxi driver. Dear God. Anyway, in the meantime, everybody stay safe, have fun, and get vaccinated. Bye-bye. Bye. I'll be damned. A Creative Land Podcast.